house price crash warning, the reality of the housing market. There's a lot of conjecture and fear and media spin on what's really going on in the housing market. I think a lot of people thought that the housing market would correct um, or even crash sooner. I don't think many people expected that the lockdown in 2020 would actually push prices up so much. If you think about it retrospectively, it's kind of common sense that when you have reduced supply uh, and there is more demand than supply, that pushes prices up because there was no supply. Any demand was higher than supply with lockdown. And of course, that takes time to then correct itself for demand to increase again until such point is there is more demand than supply. Because we have many other factors that are affecting the housing market. We've got dramatically increasing interest rates now. High interest rates or increasing interest rates, they push people's mortgage repayments up. Now, they've been used to 0.25% or 0.5% interest rates for over a decade, like we're talking 12 years. So their mortgages might be in the low hundreds. And now at 3% mortgages and going higher, um, you know, people could be paying double or more on their mortgages. They can't afford those. So what do they have to do? Sell and go into rental or they get repossessed. Each time you have forced or fast sales, what this does is this corrects prices because a forced or a fast sale always goes cheaper than the market price because it has to. Otherwise, um, it wouldn't sell. And property is so illiquid, takes so long to sell a property, months, can take three, six, nine months to sell a property. The only way to get it sold quick is to get it sold cheap. So all this talk, but I want to let you know about the reality of the housing market right now. Now, look, housing is local, so you can't really judge it national or international. So you've got to work out your local area. But um, in the last two months, the national housing market in the UK has dropped about 4%. 2.4% last month and just under 2% the month before. 4% in two months. That's actually a lot. That is probably compounded pushing 30%. So that's actually quite a lot. So when people do say, oh, the market crashed 2.4% and you think that's just fear mongering, that's not a crash. That's actually quite significant. But it there's more to this. So in my local area, which is just outside London, where I have 360 properties that I own, 1,250 tenants in those properties that rent off me, I have seen in the last two months a 15% drop in sale prices. Now that is huge. And I'm not here do-mongering or fear-mongering. I don't have any other, other motive other than to tell you what's really happening and give you the upside and the downside. Because most Here's the irony. It's really hard for first-time buyers to buy right now because if you think about it, the higher prices are and the lower affordability is, the harder it is to buy a property. And what's happened over the decades is prices have risen, but wages haven't gone up relatively. So as prices have risen and affordability has gone down, many people are locked out of the housing market. Like in 2008, I was buying single family homes for 35 to 70,000 pounds. They are now 175 to 250,000 pounds. So just in one cycle, in not even one cycle in 15 years, just look at how hard the affordability is in the marketplace. Now, the reason it didn't crash sooner was really low demand through lockdowns. And then the governments did things like helped with stamp duty and 
just kept certain taxes at bay to just relieve the pressure on the crash in the market. But I don't see any problems with the crash because, you know, bubbles expand and bubbles burst and cycles, you know, they boom and they bust. There's an aggression and a recession and a depression in any part of the cycle. And that's just normal. So as prices drop, then affordability increases. Now, you've got inflation wiping out affordability. So that's another factor. But what's happening now is rents have all of a sudden been forced up and prices are being forced down, which means affordability to first time buyers is starting to get better. Now, rents didn't go up for about five years in my local area. You couldn't put rents up. And now rents have gone up 15, 20, even 30% in some properties in some areas. And a lot of people are complaining, that's not fair, landlords are evil bastards, these dirty bastard millionaire investors. Well, my 20% increase in rent is not for this year, it's for the last six years in this year. And if I don't put it up 20% or more now, and I'm not able to put it up for the next three years, so you have to factor all this in. But these things happen in waves. So now what's happening is interest rates are going up. They're forcing repossessions. They're forcing sales. And because they have to be quick, they have to go cheap because property is really illiquid. So the prices are correcting. And each time a property sells below the market value, it sort of corrects the market value. Because actually, the only real prices are sold prices. People look at asking prices, not relevant. People look at average prices, not relevant. What's relevant is sold prices. And we're seeing locally sold prices at auction and through the estate agents, the realtors, 15% less than two months ago. That is significant. I would define that as a crash. Now, whether you're a first-time buyer or whether you're an investor, let's look at what's changing. A few months ago, what was happening was your relative affordability was going down with high inflation. But interest rates were going up, which meant that your loans to buy property were more expensive and properties were going up. So your affordability was down. The cost to buy was going up and the cost to, to borrow on your mortgages was going up. So there's like a shitstorm every which way. There was no win for you. But now that's all changing. So, all right. Yeah. Interest rates still look like they're on the way up. But, you know, they're they're still probably two to three percent under the long term average. But rents are going up, which means your income is going up and prices are going down, which means your affordability is better and your cost of finance is lower. So when it's bad, you've got interest rates going up, which is pushing your cost up, but you've got prices going up as well. So you can't get the yields, the returns, the cash flows. Now what you've got is prices coming down which means it's, you need a lower mortgage, lower cost of finance, and rents going up. So instead of having a triple loss, you've got now a double win. Now, because inflation is still really high, because um, affordability is still really low, this is correcting the prices. And as an investor now, let me talk about being an investor. It's so much better to buy when rents are relatively high and prices are relatively low and cost of finance is relatively low. Now, in a 15 to 17 year cycle or retrospectively going back, whatever they average out at, it's very rare you get the perfect storm of relatively low rates, relatively high affordability, 
Relatively high spending power, relatively high rents, relatively low purchase prices. This is a rarity. This might happen one or two years in every cycle. And this is starting to happen now. Okay, rates are pushing up, but they're still relatively low. Rents are flying up and prices are flying down. This is what is happening right now. And like I said, in my local area, just outside London, auction and sold prices in the last two months have corrected 15%. I mean, if you prorated that over a year, that's just like 15, 30, 45, 60. That's just huge. It it can't go 15% every two months. So everyone that's been waiting for the recession, depression or crash, you may be too late unless you start now. So what you need to do, in my humble opinion, is number one, get liquid. And there's various different ways to get liquid. I'll share some of them with you now. Number one, make sure your credit's really good. So if banks are lending, you're lendable and investable. That's really important. Sort your credit out. Make sure everything's good. Number two is you need to start reading books and going and getting educated in property and real estate. I've written loads of property books if you want me to help you. You can find them all on Amazon and Audible. I'm not here to pitch them, so you go find them yourself. Um, If you can get educated on going on courses or if you can get a a mentor um, and get around people who know real estate and property. Number three is your network. They say your network is your net worth. So do you know private investors? Do you know people with good money? Do you know other real estate investors that um, know what they're doing? So Mark and I have just finished developing 142 apartment blocks and I showed someone around them. Um, and he was like, wow, there's a lot of properties here and they're big. And he said, you know, do you basically have a monopoly in um, your city? And I said, well, there's three or four of us that, you know, really in our city, everyone knows we buy the big stuff and we, we own a lot of the stuff. And you want to know those other people because your network is your net worth. The next thing is you want to make sure you've got access to money, even if you don't have cash yourself. So one way is to just learn how to do low and no money down investing. But another way is build your network private finance. So some people say to me, yeah, but Rob, the, uh, the banks aren't lending and it's really hard to get a mortgage. Yeah, that's only one way to get money, though. Generally, when institutional finance is hard and illiquid, private finance is easier and liquid. So people who've sold their businesses and made some money or people who are making profits and they don't know what to do with them and they want to get their tax bill down because their tax is really high. Your net work is your net worth. So that's something else uh, you can do. The next thing is you need to make sure that you go and view some properties, (laughs) like whether it's for a first time buying or whether you want to get in and be a real estate investor, whether it's full time or part time or whether you just want to build your pension because you know that the state pensions, (laughs) whatever reason it is, go to some of your local realtors, go to some of your local estate agents and just say, hey, look, you know, I'm looking to buy to let. I'm looking to buy for investment. Can you show me some stock? Can you tell me what's on the market? Now, at first, the estate agents are going to try and sell you the crap stuff that's overpriced. This isn't normal. But after a while, once you've built the relationship, whether you're buying cars or watches or real estate, you know, the, the authorized dealers or the agents or the realtors, you've got to have a relationship with these people. Um, they're not just going to send you the good stock and sell you all the good, cheap stuff without building a relationship first. So this is something else that it's really important to do. And then it's really important to combine all these together. So learn while you earn, learn how to invest, learn how to raise money, get yourself educated, build yourself part of a a power network, um, be around the right people, 
get your credit sorted, get access to finance. And you can do all of this on my members area, Rob.team. Now, look, I ain't trying to sell it. I'm just telling it because Rob.team is less than 20 pence a day. You can cancel anytime. There's no ongoing contract. Um, and there's hundreds of hours of content going back, I think, what, four or five years. Um, in fact, there's a cash in a property crash masterclass. There's a how to raise finance masterclass. There's a nine module, 10 hour how to invest series all waiting for you in Rob.team. For less than 20 pence a day, you can cancel any time, no ongoing contract. I mean, it's virtually free. It's less than a cost of a large cup of coffee per month. So to join, it's really easy. Here's what you need to do. Stop what you're doing right now. Open a new web page and type in R-O-B dot T-E-A-M. Rob dot team. Stop what you're doing. Open a web page. Type it in. And um, I'm actually doing a lot more how to invest in real estate content in Rob dot team because I'm getting asked for it a lot. Cash in a crash masterclass. How to raise finance. I've done two masterclasses on how to raise finance. The nine module, 10 hour how to invest series of which real estate is a big part of that. So is the stock market. So is gold. So is watches. So is businesses. So if you want to learn how to invest, protect your cash from inflation, deflation, and build multiple streams of recurring income and build digital and physical assets, I'm only going to say it one more time. By the way, I do Sunday session masterclasses every week. Um, we do um, deep dive three-hour masterclasses twice a month. There's live meetups. There's um, networking. There's nearly 10,000 members, movers, shakers, and change makers. There's collaboration and partnership opportunities. All in, I'm going to say it one more time. Open a new web page. Type R-O-B dot T-E-A-M. Go do that right now, Rob team go do that and then when you come back let me know what you think in the comments um in reality the market has dropped 15 percent in two months locally to me at the lower end that is the reality and i've like i said i've got 360 properties and 1250 tenants so there's a lot of noise out there there's a lot of fear there's a lot of spin there's a lot of media hype and it's hard to put it into context but i can tell you this the masses are going to think, oh, crash, recession, depression, everything is fucked. I am fucked. Give me some condensed milk. I'm going to go in the basement and just hide and live below my means for the next hundred years. But the contrarians, the opportunists, those who are greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy, these people are going to win and win big. In 2008, by the way, I bought properties for 35 to 70 grand that are now 200 grand. If I could rewind my time machine back any time, it would be 2008 and I'd take a big bag, bucket of cash with me and I'd take a load of private investors with me and we'd just go and buy everything. This could be happening now because 15% drop in two months is huge. So I'll see you in Rob.team. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comments.